as as much as the Chamber of Commerce is is intended to to support the members and and businesses locally, those businesses are actually people. That was Ron Furlong, the executive director with the Amherst Area Chamber of Commerce, the guest on episode four. Stay informed, get involved. Welcome to the Great Amherst Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cameron. I wanted Ron to come on today to talk about the federal programs and provincial programs that are being announced. So Ron's going to tell us about all the different programs available for people who are home with looking after dependents, programs available for workers who have been laid off, and most importantly, businesses. Finally, Ron's going to tell us the best way to stay informed on all the changing programs and make sure you're up to date on all the new information. Before we get to the episode, uh, two quick comments. Thank you very much to everybody who has subscribed to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, I appreciate you signing up. And anybody who hasn't signed up, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or where you're listening right now. This was also the first episode that I've recorded from home. So you'll notice uh, Ellie and Luna, my two dogs, barking in the background during one section of this episode. So please excuse that barking. I like to think they're just saying hi. And today's episode is brought to you by 30 Church Women's Clothing. They're still available online at 30church.com if you need to order any clothing for somebody's birthday or other special events. So visit them at 30church.com. And today's episode is brought to you by Carter Sports Cresting in Amherst. They're still printing and they're able to produce all of the health and safety signage that you need to stay open and available during COVID-19 and keep everybody safe. Contact them at 667-2525 or find them on Facebook. And now here's Ron Furlong. Good morning, everybody again. Uh, Welcome to the Great Amherst Podcast. Uh, Today, our guest is Ron Furlong. Uh, Ron's the executive director of the Amherst and Area Chamber of Commerce. Uh, He's been there for a few years in this role and started off as the executive assistant before moving up. Uh, So welcome, Ron. Thank you very much for coming on. Good morning, Andrew. Uh, Before we get going, I think Ron, uh, Ron and I, I'd say we go back quite a ways. Fair to say. Fair to say. (laughs) You've. I would say you've known me for quite a while. <laughs> um, Ron, yeah, your family was in business in Amherst for a long time. And you grew up here and you were involved in the business community here for a while yourself in the 80s. You had your photo studio for a while, right? Yep. I had that for 10 years. And your family had the funeral home. Yeah. That was the family we went business. through four generations with that before, yes. before it became Jones for a long and then uh, you were involved with my father in many different businesses over the we, years. Uh, we, we had a, an ongoing working relationship for over 20 years. Yes. So, yeah, there was a uh, on again, uh, different ventures, different levels of involvement. But uh, we always counted on each other for ideas and information and, and uh, help when needed. Absolutely. And then you and I are involved in building houses and building subdivisions and things in town for a bit as well. So yes, that was an exciting project uh, for me to be involved in. Uh, and it was interesting uh, working with the, uh, or for the son of the uh, the man <laughs> that I had worked with for over 20 years. So generation after generation. It's funny how things go that way. Exactly. So, so um, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, I wanted you to come on. We're, you know, we're going through, you know, coronavirus and everything that's happening here and our federal government and our provincial government have announced a number of different programs to help employees and workers and people. I wanted you to come on and we can talk about what's there and what the different programs are. The, the government uh, has done an incredible job, first of all, of stepping up uh, to look after the people. Uh, and then once that was uh, underway, uh, to look after the businesses that that serve those people. So yes, it, it's it's uh, it's an important uh, important message to get out as to just what's going on. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. I think there's I think there's two other uh, additions we have to make to that. One is also the most important thing right at this moment is you know everybody getting and staying healthy. Like you know we still have to make sure everybody is healthy and we get through the health portion of of the crisis we're in. 
And I think two, uh, you and I are recording this on Saturday morning, April 4th at about 11 o'clock because all these programs change so quickly and so often. We wanted to have the most up-to-date information for this discussion without a program changing in the middle of it. So uh, I really encourage everybody to reach out, make sure you're getting up-to-date information all the time because these programs change so quickly. So before we start, Ron, if you can share ways that people can get in touch with you or other people they can get in touch with to make sure they're getting the most up-to-date information. The official uh, point of contact in Cumberland County for things that are uh, very much related locally uh, is the uh, uh, <laughs> Cumberland Business Network. And and they, uh, then, the, then the person of Jonathan McCullen uh, has done an awesome job in being able to uh, take the information that's coming from so many different directions, consent it, condense it down into a, um, a, a readable format. Uh, and then with the connection with the chamber, uh, the chambers actually being the vehicle for getting that information out in the form of newsletters. Yes. Jonathan uh, with the uh, Cumberland Business Connector, he's a, uh, if, if people haven't talked to him, met him before, a great guy, very helpful, very knowledgeable. Um, we'll put in, like in the show notes, I'll put a, their phone number and their contact information. And how about for the chamber? Like I know you put out um, an email newsletter every so often. If somebody wanted to s subscribe or sign up for that, and if what would be the easiest or best way to do that? So the best way to sign up for the newsletter uh, is on our uh, Amherst Area Chamber uh, website. Okay. And it's very important if somebody's looking for the Amherst Area Chamber of Commerce. There are four of them in North America. Uh, so it's important to put NS uh, or Nova Scotia in their search. Uh, and the logo kind of looks like a stylized X. Uh, so that's the one to look for if you if you're doing this online. There is a place on every page uh, other than the landing page uh, to sign up for the newsletter uh, or uh, simply give the uh, send a message to the info at AmherstChamberNS.ca okay. uh, that they want to be put on the newsletter and we can do that as well. I'll put the um, I'll put a link in our show notes and on our website as well awesome. so you can just Go there. Yeah. And if they, if they go to the COVID page, which is the first menu item on the landing page, mm -hmm. uh, there's a sign up place there as well as the other links okay. and resources related. Perfect. So that's our caveat before we start getting into this information. <laughs> so we talked about how we wanted to start approaching this. And you were thinking we want to look at the programs that for people. Right. One, one of the things and the way the information comes out is they talk about programs and who's eligible, who's not eligible and, and what they're intended to do. My thought is, OK, that's one one way to look at it. But since we had this opportunity to share this information, it might be a good thing to look at the people. What mm -hmm. are the who are the people that uh, that this is intended for or if you or who are you and what is there there to help you? So instead of looking at programs, look at the people, and that kind of may help people focus in on, on what's of benefit for them. Perfect. I think, that, I think that's great. Um, so you were thinking, let's start with uh, families, families with dependents. Yeah, because as, as much as the Chamber of Commerce is, is intended to, to support the members and, and businesses locally, those businesses are actually people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're not, you know, even a corporation is made up of individuals who, who are that company. And, and nothing is more evident in that than what's going on right now with how companies are trying to reposition what they do and how they do it. Uh, to first to protect their employees uh, from, as you say, from from the catching and spreading of the disease, uh, and then so that people are economically okay as well. So if we look at at the at a, at a family with children, uh, mm -hmm. let's take a, a two person, uh, a two parent household. Yep. Um, if both parents were working, 
all and they've got small children whether or not they were they were either in school or some sort of daycare uh if those aren't available now school isn't and most daycares are not right uh so what do they do well obviously whether they're still have a job to go to or not somebody has to do the child care yep. so the both the province and the government of canada recognize that that is a legitimate reason mm -hmm. to not be at work absolutely uh and and so uh the ei system and the uh and I better get the the initials right canadian emergency response but the CERB, c e r b CERB. right so yep. that is intended to help individuals who do not qualify for EI. Mm. If you qualify for EI, then uh, all, by all means apply for it because the emergency, Canadian Emergency Response Benefit has a limited time period. It only goes until... I think four uh, months from when you sign yeah. up. Yeah. So after that four months, if you're still not working, then and you qualify for ei then you'll want to be able to have that ei at the end of it yeah so it's an interesting uh comment or distinction that you that you made it's the the CERB, the canadian emergency response benefit is for people who wouldn't qualify for ei so for example like small business owners correct like if you're a small business owner you know you don't pay ei premiums because you would never you could never qualify for EI. Uh, not entirely true, but for the most part, yes. 95% of the <laughs> <For> people. 95% <laughs> uh, don't qualify for EI, don't pay yeah. into EI, uh, and so then couldn't take part of it. Right. Yeah. So, so like some, for example, like I, I think about some of those people would be like the world I come from is contractors, electricians, plumbers. Absolutely. Uh, Carpenters, contractors. Yeah. And they may be a micro business of a single individual. Mm -hmm. They may have four, five, 15, 50 on staff. Yeah. Uh, and depending on the structure of their organization, yeah, it, it's a, it, it's a trying time. Yeah. It's yeah. Yes. That's, that, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so, and I believe the, uh, application periods for the this benefit the CERB benefits starting next week so the application should be available online on monday mm -hmm. i don't know what time of day that is but that's the target okay if af on or after march the 15th you've applied for ei right then your application automatically goes to the CERB if that's the best choice for you if EI is the best choice for you, then it stays in the EI system. So it, uh, as long as you've made that application either through EI or come Monday uh, or today uh, on the online system once it's up, uh, then they'll capture the information and you'll go from there. Once the portal comes up, I'll try to put a link to that on our site and in these show notes. And Excellent. I assume a link will come out in the... Uh, Amherst area chamber of commerce <laughs> newsletter. Absolutely. And Perfect. on the, on the, the website of uh, the COVID-19, uh, page as well. One of the things as we, as we start talking about the Canadian emergency response benefit is it is intended solely for people affected by the COVID-19 that if you, if your job has been impacted by that, Mm -hmm. that's who it's for either you've been laid off or uh as you say you're that contractor that your contracts just disappeared uh, because nobody's doing anything or you're not able uh, to put a work team together that's physically safe uh, with the with the social distancing requirements uh if if you're a restaurant worker uh then you're <laughs> there's no question that you're 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 qualified for that I would assume uh, the other one I was thinking was probably like realtors or maybe some other commissioned salespeople that way. Exactly. Yep. Could apply. Yeah. Could qualify yeah. that way. Yep. The the only the only uh, so there's a, a few basic requirements. You have to be 15 or over. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to have made five thousand dollars in income either in 2019 or after, over the last 52 weeks. 
So okay. you have to show some minimum level of income for the year. Uh, and there is no variation in the amount. Mm -hmm. uh, it's based on a four-week block. Okay. It's $500 a week for a total of $2,000 per block for the month. Uh, and that uh, you have to have... Uh, at least 14 days without income in the block. Okay. So you, for the first block, you have to show that you were at least, you had absolutely no income for that 14 days. Uh, and then when that block is over you're, or approach the end, you reapply. So you you have to apply every block. Uh, and because everyone, you know, so there's millions of people in Canada who are going to qualify for this and going to apply for this, uh, they do, uh, and I will, I'm sure they will have on the entry to the application is they're asking people to, to register according to their birth month. Mm, right. I saw something about that. Yes. So depending on what month you're born in as to what day you would apply, what I really encourage people to do is, is not going to make, is not going to have an impact of when you apply as to when you get the check. But if you if you try to apply too early and the system gets overwhelmed, <laughs> then, then nobody gets to apply. So so I would encourage people to respect that timetable. As I say, no doubt that, uh, as you say, if we can get that up, that's great. Yeah, uh, it's that's kind of like a microcosm of the whole uh, what we all need to do to get better, like to get through this. Like we all need to give up a little bit. Like we all need to, like, we all need to stay home so that this doesn't spread. You know, so for example, applying for the CERB, if you're born in October, you need to wait until Wednesday or you need to wait till Thursday, just so that the whole system works better and everybody ends up further ahead. Exactly. You know, the, the, the tools have been put in place to help us through this. Uh, let's use the tools the way that, the, that safety use them. <laughs> yeah, here's your safe work policy on here's how to your sign safe up work for the policy uh, on this. Yeah, uh, the, I think the other thing that I saw was um, they were encouraging people to sign up for a CRA my account. Yes, and sign up for direct deposit so that you can get the money With quicker. The my account, what it does is it allows so much more to be done digitally. Mm -hmm. which means those workers that are that are sitting in the offices or sitting at home trying yeah. to work through the the details uh, of the information coming in they've got a lot more flexibility in how they can do that yes perfect and we'll put a we'll try to put a link or if you can share a link on how people can sign up for the CRA my account if they haven't done it already Yes, and that, that's a good point for me to have that on the chamber site by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So that was one program for families and people with dependents. Um, so other with dependents, the other thing is is that they have uh, supplemented the child tax credit and the uh, Child Canada benefit. Yes, CCB. Yes, yep. that was the other big one. Yep. Uh, and they have uh, opt if you if you were qualified for the HST refund, uh, they've increased that as well, and they've made a commitment to get those out early. Uh, April 9th, I think, is the okay the date on that. So yeah, it's next Wednesday or Thursday or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they've gone a long way towards uh, recognizing the increased uh, burden. Uh, on families in Canada, uh, and uh, and I think those you know uh, okay, being okay with people uh, leaving their work to be uh, for childcare uh, as being a legitimate COVID nineteen impact. It's tough though right now with kids. It's tough with like our daughter's five and a half, so she's not in school, and so it was kind of our. The schools in Nova Scotia are starting to send information out for people to work with their kids at home. Yes. Like they're getting, and, and they're signing up for a lot more online programs and a lot more online things. But the, uh, uh, our daughter's teacher sent a note out the other day and it was basically like, there's a reason why parent, teacher, and employee or worker are three different jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Like, Normally, those are three different jobs, and basically, 
try your best, try your best. And really just remember the, you know, this bit of a tangent from talking about programs, but try your best. If you got to come down and make a choice, it's the well-being of your child's the most important. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and there's the, the chamber, uh, isn't part of them, but I do know there are an awful lot of online resources going up now yeah. for the point of that dealing with the, uh, the curiosity and the, the need for, uh, educational type stimulation. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's <laughs> a good way to bridge put it. those, those skills that, that some of us parents may lack as, yes. uh, as homeschooling. <laughs> yeah. Or may need to work and improve on over the next yes. unknown time period at this point. Yes. So yeah. those were the federal programs. Was there anything, is the provincial government put anything out recently? Have you? So the provincial ones, uh, that I've been watching are more business related. Okay. So I, I'm not sure about the personal ones. So you, you got me there. <laughs> hey, not a problem. Which again is another good reason to sign up for the, uh, the newsletter. So that if something does come out, you can get notice on them. Yes. Yes. In fact, yeah, each at the bottom, I do a release, uh, for the department of business. And mm -hmm. at the bottom of each of their releases, they do a recap of the announcement. Okay. And, uh, and the links are in there to, to, to go through. It's, it's been an incredible uh, professional outpouring of information. Uh, although, because there's so many things that, that maybe need adjustment or, or inclusion or, or redefinition, uh, I mean, that's just the state of how quickly this thing is rolled out. When when you think of how long it takes to put a program together, uh, and yeah. and uh, it was you know less than three weeks ago, uh, we lived we lived in relatively normal times. Yeah, I know. You know this this last three weeks has been a long year. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> which is a great, which is such a true true line. I said, um, I think it was March thirteenth was. I think that was the day the town closed their facilities. Um, and I feel like, I feel like that was just a diff or that is a different time. Yeah. Like there's just before that. And I, I use that date in the town closing their facilities as just sort of a, I think that I felt like that was the first closure. Station. Yeah. <laughs> like it was lurking and you're going, it's coming. Well, well, it, we were thinking about what are we going to do? And then the town did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm actually hoping um, that I've, I've invited uh, Mayor Kogan to come on because I'm very curious about, and I'd like to know more about that decision process up to the shut, like yeah. when they decide, okay, this is the time. Like yeah. When you think about how huge a step that is, mm. uh, and actually that's one of the things that the town did early on that is a good business practice is they split the, the, the staff uh, in half and isolate, had half of the staff isolate themselves for two weeks. Right, just in case. Just in case uh, that the current, that the serving staff uh, became ill, uh, yeah. that they had a backup, uh, healthy, yeah. healthy plan. Yeah, because you think about for the town, like public works staff. Yeah. Like the guys on the water crew and the sewer crew. Like yeah. Yeah, things don't stop breaking just because. No. Yeah, just because. <laughs> just because everybody's got to stay home. Yeah, you know. So, anyway, I'm hoping you will come on because I think that I'm very uh, curious about that. I look, I look forward to to watching that one. Yes. So the next sort of group of people we wanted to look at were, you know, workers without dependents. Yes. Single people or couples or students. Yeah. You know? And. And, and this is a, a perfect example of the the way information is changing is that uh, on Wednesday, I believe it was uh, the uh, the program, uh, the Canadian Emergency Benefit Program uh, had been looking at including uh, people who were seasonal workers or um, were put in a position where, where they expected to to have benefits that are jobs that that just disappeared, 
uh, and on Wednesday they redefined that program so that you had to have left a job. You had to be physically working in a job in order to qualify for that benefit. So that that was a, a major change there. Uh, but the the people who are are working or without dependents, uh, the primary tipping point is if they're able to work or not. Right. In other okay. words, is their employer uh, put into place the protocols for social distancing at work, uh, doing what they can to to protect their their staff and still able to do business, uh, then they still have that uh, ability to go to work. And there's things like uh, the wage subsidy and job sharing uh, that apply to help them. And, and we'll and get back we'll... to that in a minute. But the yeah. other aspect is if they are unable to work, uh, then the emergency benefit program does work for them if as long as they've been laid off based on the uh, impact of COVID, uh, then either both or who, uh, however the combination of work or not work on that does qualify. Right. And one thing I was just thinking about when we were talking about um, fam families and people with dependents. In this situation, dependents doesn't have to be children. That is correct. Uh, if if you have a family member, maybe they they were were in a nursing home that is closed, uh, or or uh, our home are isolated uh, mm -hmm. and need somebody to look after them. And that could be anybody in your household, really, the yep. parents, yep. partner. Um, anybody yeah yeah it dependence means dependence uh if the if the service that was providing for that individual uh is not operating uh and they are now at home uh then yeah they're a dependent and they and you qualify because of that yes and i i think there's a lot of businesses that are doing um innovative and quite uh quite well in finding ways to meet sort of the social distancing rules and putting the processes and plans in place to stay open. Yeah. Has there, as this kind of came up, has there been any either guidance from the chambers of commerce on ways to do that? Like for businesses or? Yes, there are actually uh, all kinds of resources about uh, how to manage in different types of industries and in different types of businesses uh, mm -hmm. and tools for that. Uh, that are available through the uh, either the connector uh, or the the chamber website uh, and on other programs that that we'll talk about as as we go forward today. Yeah. Um, something else I was thinking I, I noticed this yesterday. Um, Mark Carter at Carter's Sports Cresting. Yes, they're still they're still printing. They're still and working, uh, and and they have. And I saw in the flyer that he put out. Uh, that they have all kinds of ideas for uh, how to uh, uh, sign or, or, or information or uh, floors, yeah, floor stickers for, you know, this, this is the spot for social distancing. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I, I had to smile when I saw it. And I thought, you know, there's, there's the, the right thinking is how do you, how do you help people uh, and, and, still, and still maintain your business? So... I like that one. So workers with dependents were still, or workers without dependents, if they've lost their job with COVID. As long as it's COVID related, then they're, they're eligible for the Canadian Emergency Benefit Plan. And with thinking of dependents and school children, I, I forgot to mention, is, is I was in part of the information I picked up, is for those who do not have internet access or internet connections that are uh, stable, uh, the Department of Education has partnered with Saltwire Network so that the lesson plans and the information is going out in the flyers, in the ah, flyer right. package. So if you've, if you've uh, opted out of the flyer package and you want to have your school information uh, that way, then make sure that you contact Saltwire and, uh, and get yourself uh, opted back in 
And I think that's important for people to, to understand that not only is available online, but it's available physically as well. Very valid point. And I think in the provincial government's doing something, put money aside for improving rural internet. So they've, they've got the $50 million uh, internet expansion in Nova Scotia, and that's been going on for, uh, it's been in the process for a couple of years now. But what they did was, is they put another $15 million in it last week so that for those biggest, uh, most immediate opportunities, so that other 15 was to take and look at the projects that they've got on their on their plate and look at the biggest bang for the buck uh, that that 15 million dollars would do because although the ultimate plan is to have 99 percent of of nova scotia connected with with high speed internet the reality is it's not all going to happen on tuesday no no <laughs> it would be nice it would be wonderful but we're not but, there yet but because of the 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 need uh, and uh, uh, for things like working from home, the things like education for children, the things like getting the information out as to just what's going on, uh, that fifteen dollar or fifteen million dollar investment to to get a running start at it. I mean, that's awesome. So the last topic, which I want to talk about in a second, was the programs. Uh, that that are available for businesses and business owners. Absolutely. And before we get to that one, I just want to take a quick break, uh, just for a quick word from one of our one of our sponsors, which, well, in this case, talk about education. I guess is books, bookstores, and audiobooks and eBooks. Uh, I think Coles up in the mall has been in our community for a long time. I remember I. When mom had her store up there, I remember when I'd end up there, I'd I'd walk from her store down past uh, down past the Starcade, uh, probably past the Royal Donut Hole. I think oh I think God, that smells. I, the... <laughs> <laughs> I think that smell is still baked into my brain. <laughs> and then down to Kohl's, and I think and so that store is not closed now, but you can still order from Chapters or Indigo online, get uh, books shipped to your house ship books to other people that you know that you think may your book club you could probably ship copies of books to all of them and the other one with that is is there's you can buy ebooks off their website that you can pull up on either on your phone or your ipad um and the, the cumberland county public library i believe i saw you can either download audiobooks or ebooks off those off their site as well so again another way to keep well one keep yourself entertained, maybe learn a bit more. Uh, and this has been my kick for a little while is ordering something that you think somebody else may enjoy and sending it as a gift is a nice gesture saying, I'm thinking of you. Here's a book I think you may read or you may enjoy. That's sort of a good way for, I think everybody to sort of stay in touch and stay connected. So again, don't forget about books and ways to get them uh, during self-isolation. Actually, as you say that, Andrew, it, it uh, strikes me as an excellent idea is to is to gift books to those people that you want to uh yeah to, to show that you're you're thinking of them so uh let's as we're talking about small businesses and let's take a look at some of the different programs available for businesses and business owners so because we started talking about people and about businesses and uh, as far as the chamber goes, I think 98% of our members uh, are that 50 employees or less. Uh, and then I think about 70% are, are five employees or less. So they are individual people and, and small businesses. They, uh, depending on their industry, uh, if they're in the tourism industry, uh, service sector, uh, transportation, uh, they're they've been decimated. So if you're an individual running a, a micro business, then you, you probably right now don't have any income. Right. So a micro business would be somebody with like themselves and maybe one or two other employees. Yeah, it, it could be just, it, usually it's family or uh, a, a person and a bookkeeper. They're, they're usually craftspeople or technicians uh, and they're selling their skills 
uh, for that. Yeah. Again, contractors, exactly. electricians, yep. plumbers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so the, the, of course, the Canadian Emergency Benefit Program uh, is the is the key program for those small businesses that really right now don't have a business. And I think the other the other people that would fall in there would be barbers, um, hairstylists, estheticians, massage therapists. Those are those are the technicians. Yes. So what the province has done, because there's going to be a number of weeks before that money arrives uh, from the emergency benefit fund uh, is they've done what's called a, a worker emergency bridge. Uh, what they've done is, is that if you have no income is uh, so bridge will help people who are no longer working need help as soon as possible. So they're a one-time thousand dollar payment to help them get through that period. Okay. So to bridge them between the loss of income and when they receive that that first check uh, for the emergency benefit fund. So, uh, and they will uh, application portal be available next week. And so, wh where will that portal be? Is that a provincial one or was that's that... provincial? Okay, that's provincial. Okay. Uh, and there is no. I I suspect, though I don't know yet because I haven't seen it. I suspect there'll be a link to that as you enter the uh, either enter or leave the emergency uh, benefit uh, registration. Now, people who are eligible for EI don't qualify for that, uh, but what they do have that is is there's only a one week waiting period on EI, and if you're in, uh, applying for sick benefits under EI, which is isolation or or actually sick with the COVID. Uh, then they've eliminated that waiting period. So there's that that bridge to get you from loss of income to the emergency benefit uh, and EI uh, to look after that as well. So those two programs are for the, as you say, that that micro business, total loss of income, uh, that area. The other thing is is that the province and the federal government have stepped in with the financial institutions uh, and they've put, oh, it's, I, I think it's 50 billion, but I'm not sure it could be 130 billion. Yeah, whatever uh, it, it is, it's that number it, for it, now. It's that number <laughs> for now. Uh, and that is to, the government is guaranteeing the first 100,000 uh, of the business loans. Right, so, so this is, these are the programs run through BDC and EDC? Correct. So, right. so the delivery for those is the economic. Uh, so uh, if you're in export, then you're going through the export development. Uh, and if you're not in export, you're going through BDC. Right. Which is the Business Development Bank of Canada? Yes. Yes. So, and so they, they have had uh, their restrictions eased as the Economic Development uh, Commission has had theirs uh, eased. And, but you, they still want you to go to your primary financial institution first. So what happens is, is you, your agreement and your loan agreement and all that is with the, with your bank, whether it's a Royal Bank or the Credit Union or the Bank of Nova Scotia or whichever financial institution you normally deal with, and then they connect with the economic uh, development or export, I'm sorry, export development or the BDC to do the paperwork uh, to qualify for the, the program. But what that does is, is that it gives you working capital, which isn't normally uh, easy to get. No, uh, no. <laughs> which uh, you can then use to cover yes. fixed costs, different costs right. so that when we open back up, you're able to make exactly make those payments back and keep yeah. the, growing the, from there. The whole point of, of the programs are to help people uh, carry forward while we protect each other's ourselves and each other's health. In addition to the normal courses of financing, which have been backed up uh, through the BDC and the uh, export development 
there's a small, the province as of uh, Thursday announced the small business COVID-19 impact grant. Um, so they put $20 million into a fund that those small businesses, uh, like you say, the contractors and whatnot, that they can receive a grant of up to 15% of their revenue uh, to a maximum of $5,000. And that's, again, that, that, that kind of bridging as, as they look at how are we going to get through this so they can put the other end. There's also the small business grant, or uh, Canadian Emergency Business Account, right. provides up that, to $40,000. And that's the federal program. And that's a, a federal program. And it applies not only to businesses, but one of the things we haven't talked about is not-for-profit. Ah, right. It applies right. for not-for-profits as well. So it's interest-free for one year. If it's repaid by the end of December of 2022, up to 25% of it can be forgiven. So a $40,000 grant or loan, uh, $30,000 of it repayable uh, if it's repaid by the end of December in 2022. So I think that's a, an important one for, for small business to look at as well. And like you said, nonprofits. Exactly. Nonprofits are one of the organizations that because they, they, they serve us in times uh, in, in areas of need, <laughs> and there's an incredible area of need. Need right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this program uh, is being administered through, through the banks, like through the financial institutions and the credit unions. Yes, exactly. So you would reach out to your, your bank or your lender or your, the, yep. whichever bank you work with and deal with. Yes. Yeah. Or if you're a not-for-profit that hasn't borrowed before, uh, you're, your your community your community institutions yes true <laughs> plug 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 for the community institutions yes the credit unions yes so the other component that's really out there for businesses is because of the need to have that connection with your employers we with the employees businesses don't want to lose their skilled workers businesses are limping along a lot of them uh, they may not have enough work for everybody uh, but you don't have to send anyone home. The wage subsidy program, which was first announced, that is a, a 10%. Uh, and actually, that 10% still exists and has a much broader categories uh, than the, the update to it. In the wage subsidy program, is you can get up to 75% of the wages of your employees. And there are maximums, like to a certain amount per week. And... Exactly, to a maximum of $847. Uh, so the wages to a maximum of $57.7 per year. So, and as the, they really encourage the employer to pay that other 25%. So up to 75%, the, the, there's a subsidy available for the other 25%, the employer pays, uh, but they get the, the full the full work of the employee. What yes. has, it does is it, it keeps that relationship. It, it keeps that stability in the households of the, of the workers. And as long as the company or, or business is working uh, within the COVID guidelines, uh, then, then there's no reason uh, not to take advantage of that. When we talk about wage subsidy, the other program that works very much uh, towards the same end of keeping businesses functioning, keeping stability, is work sharing. Okay. So a lot of the restrictions around work sharing have been lifted, uh, timelines and whatnot. Uh, and so what happens is as if your work has reduced and you do not have enough work for your employees, mm -hmm. then rather than laying someone off and sending one person home, and keeping two on, all three share the work and everybody takes this. So instead of working 40 hours a week, maybe everybody okay. works 30 hours. Is there funding to make up for that 10 hour? Yes. So like how does it, the program work? So job sharing is a normal program. It, mm -hmm. it exists full time. Okay. Uh, and a lot of employers uh, who get impacted seasonally or economically by trends or whatever, take advantage of that uh, in order to be able to keep their employees working. And so it's, a, it's actually a three-way contract. 
between the EI system, the employer, and the employees. The employees have to sign into it as well. Uh, so what that does is allow companies to keep everybody uh, treated equally. Right. And and the the work itself is by department. So you may have a particular department. So all three people in the department or all 16 people in that department all do similar things. So the contract it covers that department. There may be a different contract for a different department. Maybe the back office has got five people in it. You don't have the back office need for five. You know, three people could do it. Well, maybe everybody goes down to 25 hours a week. These two programs strikes me as the wage subsidy and the job sharing program. They're important for businesses because we're sort of temporarily shutting everything down so that people stay healthy. And the hope is in three months, four months, five months, whatever it is, we're able to open up and get back to work. So using the wage subsidy and or, and or the job sharing for the businesses, you can have your people in place to ramp back up or scale back up yes. your ability to do the work or meet customers' demands yep. very quickly once. Yeah. And the recovery is, is what's really critical, is mm-hmm. having the, the businesses healthy enough to get back up to speed, pull things back together and move forward. Because this isn't, you know, this isn't just a two week issue. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. We, uh, I was talking to somebody who was, we were talking about like, you know, 2008, 2009 with that recession and that all the issues there, which again was a bad one, it, it, but it never didn't feel like this. Like restaurants weren't closed. Like restaurants could scale back staff, scale back expenses and still have customers come in the door. You could still do business. It may have been different business or less business, but you could still do business. Yeah. You, or you could still go get your hair cut. Yeah. You just, you can't do that. Yes. Yeah. So this is that, so... that was an economic recession. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This just... one is going to be both a health recession and an economic recession. And that's sort of, that's one of the other things that I'm, I keep thinking about. I mean, we have to look after and deal with the health right now so that, well, one, everybody's healthy and we don't lose more, we don't lose people that we don't need to. And so that we can get back to work and that we can, you know, get our kids back into school and get our feet back underneath us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, we have to wash our hands. We have to maintain that social distancing. We have to do these things now. So in, you know, three months. Uh, somebody described it once as we do all these things now. So we look back in four months, five months, whatever, and go, ah, see, we didn't have to do that at all. Yeah. Why, why did we have to do all that? Yeah. Cause yeah. it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so uh, one other thing I was thinking with the wage subsidy and I'm not hundred percent sure on the job sharing, but the wage subsidy program, I've seen it's going to be administered through the CRA, my business account as well. I believe the portal's being built in there. And so again, I think a lot of people are encouraging businesses that aren't signed up for my business account with CRA to start signing up now. Absolutely. And again, sign up for direct deposit so that you can get. The more things that we are able to do digitally, uh, the less burden on everyone. So I think for the businesses, the ones, the big programs we recapped were increased working capital financing through BDC and EDC. Uh, there's the Nova Scotia has the small business grants. So small business COVID-19 impact grant. Yeah. There's um, the two different wage subsidy programs from the federal government. Yes. There was the initial 10% one and then the change to the 75%, the 75% one. And then the uh, changes in the access to the job sharing program. Correct. Uh, if you, if you're part of a job, there traditionally is a waiting period before you can go from one job sharing program to the next one, uh, they've waived that. So if you, if you're on a job sharing program now that is coming to an end, uh, you can immediately start a new one. Excellent. So I think you made the comment right at the beginning that I think both provincial and the federal governments are stepping up. Absolutely. To helping everybody. Yeah. Uh, through this one. Yeah. So I think we covered a lot of the different programs that are <laughs> well, on there. We, so we've kind of given an, an overview uh, as to what they're intended to do. So yes. and I think that that I think is a good use other than just talking about the programs themselves. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. So again, uh, thank you very much 
thank you very much for coming on and sharing sharing this info. If people want to either are looking for more guidance on get more information on the programs or have questions, what's and they want to reach out to you at the Amherst Area Chamber of Commerce, what would be the best way for them to do that? Certainly email is the the ideal way uh, mm-hmm. because that gives a, a trackable uh, that if, has it been answered or not. Right. Uh, yep. Phone always works, but three mm-hmm. phone calls in a row. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did I get all the boxes ticked off the first First phone Yes, call. exactly. It, but exactly. if somebody wants to call, uh, the phone number for the chamber is 902-667-8186. And as again, as I say, if you want to, online is ideal. Uh, you can leave uh, contact through the website or through email. If you're looking for the Amerson Area Chamber of Commerce, make sure you have Nova Scotia or NS somewhere in your shirt. Uh, and actually, uh, you don't have to be looking for the Amerson Area Chamber of Commerce. If uh, the we actually are lucky to be the only chamber in Cumberland County uh, that has staff, uh, so uh, everyone else in the chambers are volunteers. If you want to get a hold of your your own chamber or people involved in that, you can do that through the Amherst Chamber. I'll pass those messages along. Uh, no problem doing that as well. I mean, it's they call it a network for a reason. Yeah, so that'd be somebody in Parsboro or yep. Pugwash or Oxford exactly. that yeah. Yeah, has other looking, questions. If you're looking for your home chamber, uh, you can contact us and, and we'll connect you with them. Perfect. And as well, so I'll post a link to the website and uh, the email address and phone number and uh, inf- more information on signing up for the newsletter because I think we made the comment right at the beginning. All these programs are changing and new ones are being added. Yeah, I I don't think flexible covers it. I think fluid is is <laughs> is more appropriate. And the other thing I want to mention is is the Chamber of Commerce is only one of the networks that right now is stepped up to uh, making sure information gets passed. I think I mentioned that Jonathan is being responsible uh, for coordinating uh, and compacting the information uh, to make it more understandable. And that's the Cumberland Business Network. That's the Cumberland Business Network. And I'll say it right this time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and they are available through links from the chamber as well, or just search for the Cumberland Business. uh, Yeah, and I'll post a link to their, I'll post a link for their website and um, and Jonathan's email as well. So perfect. Thank you very much, Ron. You're quite welcome. Keep it up, carry on. Thank you to Ron Furlong for coming on and being our guest today. I hope that you were able to get more of an understanding of the programs that are available. Please subscribe to the Amherston Area Chamber of Commerce's email newsletter so you can stay up to date on all the info that's being updated and changing coming on. We'll be back on Thursday with an interview with Jeff DeGans about local news, the importance of local news in our community, and how we can rally to support it. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts to get the most recent updates, and we will see you on Thursday.